Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Wednesday, April 7th, 2021, and today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join us this week on Thursday to get in on the action at Locker Room, changing the way that we talk sports. We've got a great episode for you guys today. We figure with the trade deadline coming up, we're going to start digging in to every single transaction that the Red Wings have made at the deadline uh, within the last four uh, deadlines. Uh, so we, we, we dug into it. We found out who those picks became, whether they were traded elsewhere. We did the whole trade tree for every transaction. Uh, honestly, it was pretty fun to put it together. So I'm excited to do this episode. I am Detroit Sports Editor Nolan Bianchi. With me today, as always, is Detroit Sports Encyclopedia uh, host of the Bentley show and my co-host here at Lockdown Red Wings, Scotty Bentley. Scotty, what's going on, pal? I am, well, it's not what you asked me, is it? Uh, not much is going on. <laughs> I, was prepping, I was prepping for a how are you, not a, uh, not a what's going on. So yeah. we got a little stumble out of the gate there, but doing hey, pretty well. You know, I like to uh, change it up just a little bit. Now, yeah, how, do you, how do you want to do this? Do you, should we start at seven or 16, 17 and then move to the future or should we start at 1920 and go back i think we start at the past and come more to the present i agree i think that that's probably the way to go because a lot of those picks then as we found out while researching for this a lot of these picks then get traded again and again and again and end up going from oh we acquired a 20 whatever 17 six rounder and then three steps later it ends up being a 2027th and you're like okay i guess that makes sense somehow so probably smarter to start later and come more recent all right so we'll just alternate we'll kind of we'll kind of give the deal of what's going on uh and i'll let you lead it off because this was your uh, favorite one that we did with uh <laughs> on march 1st 2017 steve ott getting traded from the detroit red wings to montreal for a six round pick Correct. So this was, <laughs> you're half joking, but also it's kind of amazing uh, because this is, as stated just now, with the picks being traded, it's so hard to track. Like you can't just go, oh, this, like Steve Ott was traded for a sixth round pick. So who did we get in 2018 in the sixth round? That's who it was. No, you have to go and figure out which exact pick it was because this pick was traded 97 million times. And we finally, just before recording, actually figured out where it actually came from. So, or what it ended up being, rather. So, Steve Ott, he ends up only playing 11 more games for Montreal. They get eliminated in the first round. He literally retires. So, definitely <laughs> not a bad move for your Detroit Hockey Red Wings there. But uh, we get the sixth round pick, which then gets flipped for a 2019 fifth which then gets traded down. Those two picks turn into Gustav Berglund and Carter Guylander. So obviously 
And Gustav Berglund is a name that I think a lot of people know. He's been, yeah, absolutely. One of our, um, not a top prospect by any means, but like a middle to lower tier prospect, which for a guy that was drafted four years ago is all you can really ask for, especially at that stage of the draft. Right. And, and especially again, playing the ridiculous, you know, (laughs) spider web game and trying to figure out where it even came from. I, I think value wise, a guy who played 11 more games in his NHL career, it's probably decent value. So that's probably something that most people would take. I would say that's a, that's a pretty successful uh, trade. And, and we, I think I like the year that we're starting at too, because I think that's kind of the first year that we really became like true sellers. So I mm-hmm. think, you know, for one of the first trades we made kind of heading into the heading nose diving into the rebuild, that's, it's not a, not a bad start. Uh, so you are declaring Detroit the winner of this one, granted, uh, given that Steve Ott um, <laughs> yes. is a complete non-factor and then stopped playing hockey forever. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, also on March 1st, 2017, the Red Wings trade Thomas Vanek and Dylan Mac- or Thomas Vanek to the Florida Panthers for Dylan McElrath in a 2017 third round pick. Thomas Vanek had 10 points in 20 games as Florida finished sixth in the division. And then he re-signed with Detroit in that offseason, so definitely not a win for Florida. Uh, with that 2017 third, they get Casper Kotkinsalo. Uh, He's not really a relevant prospect at all. I'd be extremely surprised if we ever see him in the NHL for uh, really any reason. Uh, and then also Dylan McElrath, a lifelong NHLer. He's 28 years old. He's played 23 games with the Red Wings. He's scored zero points. Uh, who's the winner of this trade? Really nobody. Um unless you want to say like Dylan McElrath's a good guy to have in the room in the NHL and stuff like that, uh, which I'm sure he is. Uh, honestly, the answer is nobody wins, but um, simply because of, you know, the, the product, like if you want to add up like war and all that other stuff. Um, war. I'm, honestly, I'm starting to honestly, corrupt you. I am yeah, starting yeah, to yeah, corrupt yeah. you. It's yeah, getting yeah. bad. I feel like I'm slowly <laughs> starting to seep in Nolan's brain. You see the advanced baseball stats start being thrown around. Yeah. Um, honestly, still nobody wins in that, in that sense. So we'll, we'll yes. move on from that. That is the, that's really the only one um, where there's not necessarily like a, a winner there. Well, there's a couple later, but I guess we'll get to that. Uh, all right. Cause this is where it starts getting interesting in this season. And you just mentioned, this is kind of like the start of Detroit going, all right, we're going to start doing this thing. Um, and they end up getting two potential cornerstone pieces uh, for the Red Wings rebuild in these next two trades. Yeah, big time. You want to start with the Brennan Smith one? Yeah, go ahead. And, go ahead with Brennan Smith because this one probably the best. Yeah, this one. is a fun one. Yeah, Brennan Smith. So Brennan Smith, obviously, I feel like uh, most people kind of he. I feel like he was a big enough name where most people figured out his or know his career path. Right? He was. He was fine. He was a third pair defenseman at best. Uh, the Rangers have been the Rangers. So there you go. Um, the trade <laughs> itself, I, I should probably start with that. Brennan Smith for a 2017 third and a 2018 second. So we've covered Brennan Smith. The 2017 third turns into Zach Gallant, now with the Sharks. The 2018 second, though, turns into Jonathan Berggren, who is one of the <laughs> who is one of the greatest junior scorers the SHL has seen it in a long time. 45 points in 49 games and is one of Detroit's most, I, I mean, easily one of their biggest prospects, right? I mean, it's up there with, with one of the, the bigger names in this system coming up. That's easily 
a, a winner for Detroit. It's not even really particularly close. Um, that Gallant, even not even a part of this, whatever. Just Brennan Smith for that is, is incredible. Beautiful. So in 2017, we've got one winner, one meh, and then a big time winner. And let's yeah. take it down to the first one that started it all off on February 24th, 2017. The Red Wings trade Thomas Yurko, the magic man. Or no, that's Pavel Datsuk. What was, I can't remember what the, the magician, Thomas, yes. Thomas Yurko, the magician, yes. uh, they trade him surprisingly only for a third round pick. Think you might get it like a couple seconds in that kind of move. Um, I'm kidding. Uh, and they get a 2017 third who turns into Keith Petrozelli, who right now is the Red Wings top goaltending prospect, just had two bang up season with Quinnipiac in the NCAA uh, is a Hobie Baker award finalist that's given out to the best player in college hockey. So all things considered, I mean, you turn Thomas Yurko into Keith Petrozelli, even if Keith Petrozelli doesn't necessarily have a lengthy career, a prestigious career, whatever the case may be, this is still to me a, a very obvious winner for Detroit. Agreed. Yeah. I, I don't think this one's really close either. This is e easy win for Detroit. And that, I mean, that leaves us with the roundup of two winners, two big time winners for Detroit. One, you know, probably winner. And then one meh, no outright losses for Detroit at the 16-17 deadline. Yeah. You turned Steve Ott, Thomas Vanek, Brennan Smith, and Thomas Yurko into basically Jonathan Bergeron and Keith Petrozelli. Uh, all things considered, not well, and, and Dylan McElrath, we'll throw him in there. Potentially Gustav Berglund, sure. Kyra Gielander, uh, you know, who knows what those guys are going to be. But I think just on its face, this was a very successful uh, trade deadline for the Red Wings. And, and, and important to note, I know it's probably pretty obvious if you follow the Red Wings, but this is a Ken Holland production. These next three are the, the only one that was a Steve Eisenman production was that 2020 season where he didn't have much. He made a little bit of magic happen. We'll get to that later. Uh, but as we go through this, I think you guys will find just like we did that Ken Holland did a, a pretty bang up job uh, at the deadline uh, over these past couple of seasons. So we're going to go into the 17, 18 deadline uh, in just a second, but I think Scotty has a word from our friends at locker room. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will be hosting, we will be hosting, Locker Rooms for Locked On Red Wings once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen here every day. It's awesome. We did this, uh, what, two weeks ago now? two yep. Thursdays ago. Yep. Uh, and it was, it was awesome. Uh, the, the post-production was uh, ended up, we, we struggled with it, but it was our first time and we still had a great time and got to talk to a lot of people. It was super cool. Other hosts of other lockdown networks came in. It was awesome. Uh, it's the perfect place to start or join a conversation about the league. You'll find fans just like you on locker room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. That's another cool thing. If some big news just happens, we can just say like, hey, we're making a locker room here and everybody can hop in and we can have like a real-time kind of discussion. Uh, and then that well, can power. be an episode. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. So be sure to join us this week. We'll be hosting locker room uh, later this week. I think we're shooting for Thursday, but we'll confirm that uh, later this week on, on other episodes. But I think that's, that's kind of what we're shooting for right now. So 
Uh, go download the free locker room app now currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter and join the, uh, the sports league, NFL, MLB, NHL, whatever group uh, for the latest league updates. Follow me. I'm pretty sure it's the same. Uh, at I'm at Bentley Scotty. Okay. Like locked on Red Wings. You can just yeah. follow us. And then yeah, me, Ethan and Nolan, all of our personal ones will be on there. Uh, and you'll get notified when we go live. So that's awesome. I know that you won't want to miss it. I'm planning. We are planning a live this week. Again, I think we're shooting for Thursday. We'll confirm it later. Can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts and it will be awesome. We're last time we did it during the third period. So you can look at that again, locker room, changing the way we talk sports. And we also got to talk to you guys today about Built Bar. That's right, folks. It's the most delicious tasting protein bar on the market. They've been a sponsor of the show for a long time. And uh, really, I can't imagine life without them. It's the, the weather's getting nicer. I went outside today. I was in a great t-shirt. I was like, oh no. As I was walking past storefronts, looking at myself, I was like, I got to eat more Built Bars. I got to get back in shape. I got to make sure that when I'm walking around the streets, uh, mass on you know, uh, this summer. And I got, you know, a t-shirt. I'm feeling good, feeling great. Built Bar helps me get there. Now, Scott, you said you actually got the variety pack delivered to your house a couple of weeks ago. Which one uh, was the best and, and what was the health benefits that you received? Man. So, well, first off, just the fact that it tastes as good as it does and is healthy is phenomenal. Built Bar, the great, great for the health conscious guy or gal, obviously, as we say all the time, lose or maintain weight while indulging in the delicious treat that is my favorite man anything with coconut in it they it just hits different over there you know and we saw it in the built bar madness kind of thing just the coconuts they 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 all went deep the coconuts are all fantastic i really like all of them you know scotty i feel like you heard me down talking coconut last week and you just said that to make me bad, but that's all right. Each their own to each their own. I won't look down on you for your coconut loving uh, ways, but when you go to builtbar.com right now, when you look to re up on those coconut bars, you can use our promo code locked 15 to get 15% off of your next order. That's promo code locked 15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Threw it back in. Zetterberg. Shoot it quickly. Scars. He does. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We are breaking down, what are we at, 17, 18 now for a yes. trade deadline kind of recap. We had an awesome, I, I really like this. I think it's fun. And, and the, as much as, it's a very roundabout thing. I do think that the uh, figuring out what pick becomes what is honestly my favorite part. Absolutely. And like, if, so, I mean, the first one, we had four, these next three, we're only going to have two each and I'll start it off because this one to me is, yeah, you uh, deserve this one. You, my this favorite. is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Thomas Tatar for a 2018 goes to Vegas for a 2018 first, a 2019 second and a 2021 third. Thomas Tatar did not have a great career with Vegas. They really couldn't find a role for him. Uh, he only played 14 minutes a night with six points in 20 games during the regular season. Vegas actually made the Stanley Cup finals that year in their inaugural season. He played just eight games in the playoffs and had two points. So they flip him, Nick Suzuki, and a 2019 second to Montreal 
for Max Pacioretty. Tatar then goes on to set a career high in points and lead the team with 61 and 68 games in 2019-20, while Nick Suzuki becomes one of the team's most prized prospects, one of their great young players. Uh, and then they later turn that second round pick into a third and a fifth. Uh, coming back the other way, the Red Wings got in that 2018 first, Joe Valeno. He's one of uh, Detroit's more highly touted prospects. Has had a great season over in the SHL this season. And uh, he has a really very real chance to become an important middle six center uh, for this team as they continue this rebuild. Uh, they also get Ma Robert Mastro Simone. That's with the 2019 second. He's a half point per game player in the NCAA these past two seasons. Uh, this, the, the, most recent season was kind of disrupted by COVID a little bit. Uh, it was the reason he didn't get the chance to go to world juniors and represent team USA. Uh, and BU was kind of a team that just um, dealt with things, not, not necessarily dealt with things, but just kind of caught a raw end of the deal when it comes to, to COVID. There were a lot of uh, de facto losers this season for reasons outside of their control. And they were one of them, but 2021 third obviously remains to be seen, but I think just because of what transpired, when Tatar got to Vegas, the fact that they had to give up Nick Suzuki to get him out of town, despite, and I like Max Pacioretty. I, I used to have, I still have a Max Pacioretty Montreal Canadiens jersey. Uh, I'm going to give the win to Detroit. It seems kind of obvious here. Like he didn't really do anything for them. Yes, he got them back Max Pacioretty, but they also had to package a prospect uh, to get rid of him. So I think that's a pretty clear winner for your Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, I agree. I think that this is a very, uh, a pretty clear win for Detroit as well. I don't think it's a, it's a blowout or a fleece by any means. I, I mean, Tatar, a man, I, I do miss me some tater. I miss him, man. Yeah. He, he was, he was fun here, but a great um, Instagram game. Absolutely. Elite still to this elite. day. Yeah. Elite elite. Um, but yeah, I, I think Detroit is probably the clear winner here as well. And uh, the second one, you got this one, but this Marazic. was also a pretty good one as well. Oh, Peter Morazic. Yeah. So Peter Morazic to Philly for a 2018 conditional fourth and a 2019 conditional third. Morazic played 17 games for Philly, 3.22 goals against, and an 89 save percentage was non-tendered by a qualifying offer, walked, and he is what he is now, which is actually – turned out to be pretty damn solid. <laughs> yeah. Had a shutout in his uh, return from injury a couple minutes. Right. Uh, the 2018th conditional fourth turned into South Barton. Just signed with GR a couple of weeks ago after a three-year career at UMass. So that one's kind of a, a toss up here, but still uh, again, for, I think for what we gave up, we got rid of what 17 games for him. The third didn't even transfer uh, because the third was the condition, right? Conditional third round pick. That one was uh, the condition was that he re-signs with Philly and they did not re-sign him. So we, uh, we only got Barton. That one I don't think uh, is necessarily a clear winner or loser. I think it's pretty, much a, a wash I, I mean if Barton turns into something I guess the ceiling is obviously with us because Morazic just simply isn't a flyer but I, I, I think <laughs> and that he actively for, hurt their playoff push right right <laughs> like, which he was yeah he was he was an 89 save percentage in those 17 games um so and, and oh it's such a 
a, such a middle finger to them too just being that like he's actually kind of solid now like yeah. that's just oh man that's brutal yeah. so the ceiling obviously the higher potential for this trade to work is obviously up because it's literally impossible for it to be them but odds are pretty good I'd, I'd say that this is pretty much a, a wash deal that we look at down the line as we get further and further away from it all right then let's move it into 18 19 a couple other pretty interesting trades like nothing too groundbreaking the first one being uh gustav nyquist for a 2020 or for a 2019 second round pick and a 2020 conditional third round pick uh nyquist went over to play 19 regular season games with the sharks pretty good there had six goals and five assists uh had one goal and 10 assists in 20 playoff games as san jose reached the conference final but lost to san louis who uh, eventually won the Stanley Cup that season on that magical run, ran into a team of destiny. He signs with Columbus in free agency that offseason. Uh, and that 2019 second turns into one of Detroit's top defense prospects, uh, Albert Johansson. He's eighth overall in Detroit's prospect pipeline, according to The Athletic. He has been stellar with Farstead this season, putting up 19 points in 44 games at just 20 years old. And then they take that 2023rd, uh, which was 65th overall in this past draft. They flip it to Minnesota for number 70, where they grab Emil Vero, and they get uh, 132, uh, where they draft defenseman Alex Cotton. Winner, I got to like kind of obviously give this I, – I, I don't really know that there was a tremendously clear winner or loser here. Like The, the only fault on San Jose's side was that they uh, – didn't win the Stanley cup. Like if they would have won the Stanley cup, they would have been, there's no way that you could argue that they were the loser. Um, But they did not do that. And, and so you get Albert Johansson for a couple months of Gustav Nyquist. And if that were, if it were that alone, I might still give Detroit a slight edge because uh, San Jose didn't accomplish what they wanted and they didn't resign him. Uh, So I think the winner goes to Detroit there. The second one, not, not not as interesting here uh, yeah not not as interesting i guess um <laughs> i like i like the notes we have so, <laughs> one of the players in this trade the note just in all caps just says snore so that's that's encouraging um so this one we have nick jensen and a 2019 fifth rounder for madison bowie and a 2020 second rounder jensen third pairing d-man for washington uh done decent but you know it's a third pair defenseman you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um flip to new jersey the fifth rounder flip to new jersey so that one washed uh bowie has had a couple had sorry a couple of below average seasons with detroit uh not exactly someone that i i don't think anyone was like banging the table like upset when he left you know Mm -hmm. Uh, i think that's that's kind of one where we were all kind of like, okay, like, yeah, that's there, cool. There was an interesting player inside of Madison Bowie, but he was never consistent enough to, like, really inspire any true confidence with him. And I think it was one of those things, like, when he walked out the door, it was just like, thank thank God the headache's gone. You know, like, that, right. that was kind of sure. the deal with him for me personally. Yeah, and and, and I think the there's nothing wrong with it because we – we're selling and we took a flyer on a young kid. So what doesn't work out, whatever, but uh, you know, that he did not turn into anything and he's no longer with the Red Wings, obviously. Um, the 2020 second rounder cross Hannes 
Very interesting. Uh, honestly, this is way too early to tell uh, mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. Uh, I was just drafted in this, this past draft. Um, but I think a lot of people have a lot of high hopes for him. I think he's a, he's a, how would I word it? A low floor, high ceiling guy. There's a chance that he also doesn't really amount to much, but I think that there is some upside there. Uh, and for the overall, for this trade, uh, honestly, currently a whole lot of just net zero. Uh, but for, for ceiling purposes, it's going to go to Detroit again, honestly. Yeah. I mean, you got assets for Nick Jetson. Right. There you go. That yeah, exactly. Winner Detroit. <laughs> winner Detroit. <laughs> oh man. Uh, you got to talk to the folks about betonline.ag, don't you, Scotty? I do. I really do. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA and the NHL are in full swing. Uh, bet online even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV. You can bet on just about anything you want these days, Nolan. And betonline.ag really has you covered. The Westminster Dog Show is that on there? Uh, that's <laughs> that's a that's great more of a, that's more of like a live betting thing, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure. Like well, they have walking down the runway, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has covered has you covered. For all the news scores and odds, it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. That's promo code Locked On. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Gretzky had it, lost it. Eisenman picks it up. Eisenman moving. Blue line chance. Score! Steve Be a waiver wire winner with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. We've made it to last trade deadline, Nolan. And this is uh, the great got, trade deadline, the Steve Eisenman trade deadline. Uh, absolutely a great one. Uh, Stevie's, <laughs> you know, honestly, you this, know, this is still the Ken Holland trade deadline when you really think about it. Like, this is, we, we said, like, Oh, like the first three were Ken Holland trade deadline, but this is this was also the, the Ken Holland trade deadline. Yeah, just in a different country slash city. <laughs> right, <laughs> we still pretty all of our trades still involved Ken Holland. Yes, uh, he just wasn't trading for us; he was trading yeah. with us. Yeah. Um. So the the interesting one that uh. One that I was somewhat surprised of the day it happened, honestly, um, was AA Andreas Athanasiu uh, getting moved to the Oilers. That one, that I, I don't want to say blindsided because there was some rumors um, swirling around, obviously, and he was always kind of like, is he part of the long-term plan? Is he not kind of a guy? Uh, but I, I remember being, I remember definitely my, my ears perking up when he got traded he ended up playing nine games with Edmonton had two points one goal one assist the Oilers lost the qualifying round in the 
weird playoff, whatever. He had zero <laughs> points. He was completely irrelevant. Um, there, wait, hold on. He wasn't completely irrelevant. There was that great gif. Uh, oh, well, I don't know true. if it's, I, I don't know if like, I, 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 like it's like a well-known gif, but I know that I for sure recorded the gif myself uh and have put it out a couple I times that. but it's just him in the penalty box uh as chicago scores a goal and his head just like drops cartoonishly and like it's hilarious <laughs> anyways continue um that, <laughs> he, he was a factor best, just not the right kind of fact if that's the what's that what you're if that's what you are bringing to the table that's <laughs> kind of a win honestly yeah. um so not much of a factor when it came to on ice production for edmonton though uh, doesn't resign. Signed with the Kings this past offseason. He's actually had a decent year, 15 <laughs> points in 29 games. Definitely then his last, you know, whatever, 10, 13, 15 games with Edmonton the previous year. Um, and he's still only 26. So it, it's definitely not a guy where you're like, okay, well, you know, completely. He's had some nice years in the past. He's having a decent year this year. The Kings are a fun young team. Maybe he can grow with them and turn into something. Definitely not out of the question for him to, to turn into something uh, something nice there. Um, we, uh, we also traded Ryan Kuffner, 24 years old, playing in Germany. He has 12 points in 24 games in the DEL over in Germany, uh, which is not, not bad. Uh, he was pretty irrelevant. Uh, to put it nicely in the AHL after we traded him he's still only 24 I guess there's a chance there's something there but but uh, I would say odds are pretty good that that's a that's a a throw-in at this point Um, Gagne is who we got back and we all we all love Sam Gagne the Gagne game the Gagne game the Gagne game would not have been brought to you without trading AA. Think about that people yeah Uh, nine points in 28 games could possibly be flippable We'll see how this week turns out. Um, and then the big Which, reason. Which, shockingly, as, as we go through this, that would be the first time that, uh, like, during the span that a player got traded to the Red Wings and then the Red Wings traded that player. For so that'd sure. Be, that'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, it would. I, I mean, that's – obviously, that's great value. That's that's incredible value anytime you're bringing someone in and flipping them again. Um then we got a 2020 second round pick and a 2021 second round pick. The 2021 second rounder, obviously, we will see. The 2020 second rounder, uh, I got confused for like half a second because I forgot we traded down in the second. But then I <laughs> then through all my research, I remembered and I was so frustrated for like 30 seconds. I was like, why is this pick? Does this pick doesn't exist? And I remember we traded down. Uh, we got Theodore Niederbach. We got Theodore Niederbach uh, was part of that as well as, as Sam Stange. So I would say looking at it right now, uh, I feel like I kind of a broken record when I've said this, but the Red Wings definitely have, I would say the higher upside with this deal being the prospects we got in the draft for him. We have well, another right. second round pick going and we could flip Gagne for more. Um, but obviously AA at the time, best player involved in the trade. So I would say this is another Red Wings win. Yeah, I mean, you got Theodore Niederbach. Uh, if you want to just, like, break it down to, like, Theodore Niederbach from on, for Andres Athens to see you last year at the deadline, I would take that deal in a heartbeat, yeah. even if nothing else was involved. So I think exactly. the Red Wings, and, and especially given the fact that uh, he was so bad for the Oilers that Ken Holland literally was just like, we can't do it. I'm sorry, man. Uh, and they let him walk. Now, the interesting thing about this deadline last year was that, like, A, 
I remember in the lead up up to it, um, you know, like or Steve Eisman did like this uh, exclusive with Ken Cal and he's like, you know, I'd like to add more picks, ideally first round picks. I don't know if I have any assets. Like we didn't know what kind of deadline this was going to be for Detroit. And it was kind of a scarier, not scarier deadline, but just like, like, man, you're this far into the rebuild. You don't really have anything that uh, you can move at the deadline. Obviously the Red Wings were a pretty terrible team last year, kind of bombarded with injuries here and there. So there weren't really a lot of uh, valuable pieces. And then lo and behold, uh, they end up getting that. And then the second thing about this trade deadline too, that is extremely worth noting is that uh, it was directly following or in the middle of an onsetting global pandemic that pretty much yes. changed the landscape uh, well of the world first off, and then uh, of the hockey world as well in many different ways, you know, who knows if AA sticks around with Edmonton, if he gets to finish out the season there, I know there weren't a lot of games left, but you know, that could, be something uh that that attributed to that and then if he never had to take that long break before going back to the bubble maybe the Oilers would have had a little bit better of a showing and Ken Holland can feel comfortable bringing him back and then you had the cap situation as well to where uh you're not going to be dishing money to guys that you don't think are going to be uh really that much of a factor so I think you know the this trade deadline all in all it sucks uh that you know the the way it kind of transpired for everybody but the the pandemic was something that ultimately kind of forced the Red Wings into some wins here, regardless of like what plays out after. Cause I, I just think that they weren't going to be able to bring back Andreas Athanasiu after what happened and uh, For sure. you know, stuff like that. So just, a, just a couple of interesting notes. And then that leads us to this next trade, which I also think uh, had an, the, the pandemic also had an impact on how this kind of played out. They trade Mike green to Edmonton uh, on the same day, by the way, I just love all of this. Like it's all just same team, same day, separate yep. transactions, separate can, trades. can yep. just keep coming back to the bank time and time again. You got to love it. Uh, so they tried defenseman Mike Green for Kyle Brodziak, who was pretty much out, he was out of the NHL at that point, and a 2020 conditional fourth round pick. That fourth rounder turns into Jan Bednash. Mike Green played two games for Edmonton and retired, uh, similar to the, uh, the Steve Ott story there. And I think, honestly, like, you know, Mike Green, he might have retired regardless of what the situation was at the end of the season. But again, uh, he suffers an injury. He doesn't go to the bubble. And, you know, when you're that age and you're injured on and off, it's like, what is the point of continuing on? So Edmonton got absolutely nothing out of these deals. And they gave up Theodore Niederbach, Sam Gagne. And then in this Mike Green trade, that 2024th round pick turns into Jan Bednash, who uh, I think, you know, some people are reasonably excited about that is, you know, it's one of those way too, way too early things way to early, yeah. uh, tell on that front. So, I mean, all in all, lots of, lots of wins. Ken, of Holland, dubs, Ken Holland really only got wins when he was with Detroit. Then he goes to Edmonton. He becomes a loser. It's a culture. It's a culture thing, Scott. <laughs> it's a culture thing. Uh, so, I mean, uh, you know, just, town. yeah. Uh, this is a fun episode. I, I kind of just wanted to do this going into the deadline we'll probably do more deep dives like this throughout the week um and so what i mean any any final thoughts here as we kind of wrap this up uh didn't take a single loss haven't taken a single loss any trade deadline yeah just incredible also akil badu for president that's all i got hey alavila take notes
please. Holy cow, please. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys back here tomorrow for more trade deadline talk, some, some other deep dive that we haven't figured out yet. I'm sure we'll talk about it right now. So we'll see you back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Bow. Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.